are so many things in life that you have to compromise, especially because of budget, the clothes you buy, the food you buy, and healthcare should not be one of those things. Check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to, and prioritize your health. I use ZocDoc. I have a bunch of health issues. For example, my feet randomly hurting so bad that I cannot walk anywhere. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the chain. chain. We're your hosts of the BCC Club. My name is Kendall Landreth. I'm here with uh, Sarah Shower. And today our episode is what's classy if you're rich and trashy if you're poor. Ooh, <laughs> the list goes on and on. And I'm so excited to mm-hmm. deep dive into, into it. Before we get into it, how was your week, Sarah? Really good. I'm uh, close to reading. I told you guys this last episode, or maybe I'll tell you it next episode. I'm going to read seven books for January. I already have my books laid out that I want to read for February and I've divided the system. I love reading nonfiction because I love learning. Mm-hmm. Fiction, however, is just being in someone else's head is so emotionally draining. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, I would have never had these thoughts. Yeah. But then also you would have never written the book. You and know? you don't know what's going to happen. Whereas you, a lot of time when you're reading, even if the nonfiction is about something so horrible, you're like, well, I know what happened. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, wow. I'm also getting a library card. Oh, fine. That's great to do. Mm-hmm. Because I want to support everyone. I didn't realize that Book Talk has their entire, like, because um, a lot of people like books, yeah. you know, and there's, I mean, like, when you have a lot of books, it could be seen as, like, waste. Um, I did read a book on hoarding, um, so that is ironic, but I like to annotate books that are nonfiction, so when I get my library card, I'm going to just do fiction books, but then that also puts pressure on me to read fast. That's why I've struggled with it. But even if you, honestly, even if you don't get books out of the library, you should still just get a library card. I know. I, I want to get really a library good. card. It's good for the, they do so much. But um, that's what I struggle with. Because I'm like, either I read a book in two days or I read yeah. a book in a year. Like, yes. there's no in between. Because um, I feel like either I'm reading it or I'm like kind of putting it down for six weeks, picking it up, yeah. reading two pages, putting it down. Um, so I've always been nervous about the, the library. But I yeah. also am a little, you know, I do have OCD germophobia. Uh-huh. And so sometimes I get a little nervous to be holding a book that someone else has held, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, you could read with the gloves on. That's true. That is true. Yeah. That would feel a little crazy, <laughs> too, but I could do that. I think I would just get free. It's, like, why I struggle to shop at, like, um, places where there's, like, re- like a thrift store or, like, even, like, a- any place where they're, like, reselling clothes. Oh, I get yeah. very anxious. No, I could obviously wash the clothes, but just looking through them, I get a little, like, stressed out. But I want to figure out a way to, like... Um, I'm telling you, I talked to you about I talked to you about this on Block Party, but I'm like, we gotta figure out a way to accommodate for germaphobes in a way that's so they can be involved in sustainability. Yes. Because even I, I was talking to you about straws and like reusable silverware. Yes. Makes me very anxious and stressed out. And yes. I like can't 
I have a hard time, even if it's like gone in the dishwasher, a hard time not imagining that like the person before me, like even at restaurants, I'm like, oh, someone else used this and now yeah. I'm holding it. And, oh, it freaks me out. Um, and it's not based in anything that's real. It's insane. And I know that. But uh, I do want to be sustainable. But it's mm-hmm. hard sometimes when you're like, well, I don't want to use reusable straw, even if I'm the only one who's used it. Because I am thinking about all the, like, could I have cleaned it perfectly? I don't know. Well, it sounds like to invest in sustainability for you would be for to invest in like your um, healthcare because it there germophobia doesn't probably exist by itself. There is some other mental thing going yeah. on. So investing in healthcare for people who um, deal with contamination, OCD, and germophobia, yeah. and then also I would the second part is uh, I would look into how doctors and nurses deal with medical waste disposal because like when you do yeah. surgeries, you have to throw away scissors every right. time. Yeah. So it's like how do they deal with that system and like recycle those things? Yeah. So that's those so true. two things combined would probably be inform how to be more sustainable as a yes yeah because even like i have cups in my house (laughs) (laughs) i have cups in my house that i'm like i remember all the people who have come over to our house and used this cup and i like don't use those cups which is crazy i don't think these people are gross to be clear and i always feel bad because like you know someone will be like oh can i have a sip of your thing and i'm like oh no i'm so well usually i just say yes and then don't drink any more of it Mm -hmm. but i'm like oh no i'm sorry and i always feel so bad because i'm like i know if someone was like oh i don't want to drink after you that would make me feel like gross it has literally nothing to do with that person. It has yeah. nothing to do with you. You could be like the cleanest person, hottest person on earth. And I yes. would still be like, I just don't want to. I get so stressed out. No, yeah. Even I'm- drinking after myself. If you'll know, when I'm drinking off a straw, I always wipe, which doesn't make sense. It's like, it's more germy to like wipe your straw off with your hand uh-huh. than it is to just keep drinking it. But I still always, or like if I've used a fork and then it's been like a little bit of time, like 10 minutes, I have uh-huh. to get a new fork. Because I can't eat after myself after that long. Isn't that insane? It's not insane. And one of the books I'm going to read in February, I don't have OCD, but yeah. I found out that a lot of my followers do. And I, like I said, and I don't know if it's the last episode or the future episode, I want to learn about other people. So I'm about to read a book on OCD. But um, I don't think that sounds insane at all. I think it sounds maladaptive. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, <laughs> but the thing is, is that's. What you do when your brain is what's happening in your brain. I'll find out more why. But like, I mean, I don't think it sounds insane at all because we all have like our rituals that like when we see from the outside world would seem a little bit, but I assume it's been taken to a level, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's even gotten better over the years because I used to have really bad. I I wouldn't even know if I, some people say OCD never goes away. And so I hesitate to say it's gone because I have moments, but Mm -hmm. I think it used to be all the time. Like when I was a kid, it was really bad. I had to like touch, I I had a hard time getting ready for school because I had like touch everything four times and I couldn't like, or I thought I was going to like, my family was going to light on fire. Like I was really anxious all the time. Yeah. And, um, and I was a germaphobe and I like couldn't uh, sit at, like I had my own silverware at my own plates. My mom bought yeah. me like my own stuff. And I like would if I was just very anxious all the time. As I've gotten older, I think just by forcing myself, you know, I've been to therapy and it's also just like forcing myself to be like, nope, you're not gonna do this. Uh-huh. Nothing's gonna happen if you don't do this, it's fine. But if I get really anxious or like if there's a timer on stuff, like when the ball's about to drop, I get very anxious. I and yeah. I'll go back to kind of my old ways of like touching stuff four times, or like if um the the microwave is going and it's like counting down. I get very anxious and stressed yeah. out. And if I'm just also stressed out, like I have a stressful thing going on, my I can feel my germophobia like heightening and heightening and heightening. Because yeah. like most of the time I can drink after my girlfriend. Yeah. Because obviously, obviously we, we like make out, so that's fine. But then if I'm really, really stressed, all of a sudden I like can't drink after my girlfriend. I like don't even want to drink after myself. Like I yeah. get very, so it, now it's more like peaks and valleys. But when I was a kid, it was just like that all the time. Yeah. I am. Um, so. Sorry, I keep talking about books. 
No, I want to hear. I'm reading, they're all interesting. I'm reading a book on like why, like the you know why you should talk to strangers in like a suspicious world. And there's one point. I'm forgetting the first point, but the second point is like why people don't necessarily want to be in close proximity or talk to strangers is fear of infectious diseases. Oh, and so, interesting. Like, especially in a post-COVID world, because like you're sometimes if you invite strangers in, like you if you're afraid of getting germs. Yeah. Like that's like you know. So a lot of that, though, is when it comes to infectious diseases in general, yeah. it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Right. And so keeping away from people yeah. is a sense of control. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know if that I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but like I'm saying, like, you know, the routine is like and you also feel pressure when like time. So I could understand, like, maybe if these are just like sort of control sort of things. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. One hundred percent. And it, even this is kind of a different thing, but just in terms of like people not wanting to talk to strangers. Yeah. I feel like we are getting into a world where it's like, yeah, we don't community is becoming less and less and less and less. Yeah. And I was thinking about it last night because <laughs> I was walking my dog. Yeah. And this little, like, four-year-old, five-year-old, like, wandered out of her house. And uh-huh. she was, like, checking the mail. And I, like, didn't really realize because I was walking my dog. And I was, like, picking up her shit. And then I just hear, hello. <laughs> I was like, hi. It's just, like, this really cute little four-year-old, five-year-old sitting there. And she was so social. Like, she was very cute. And she yeah. was like... I love your little dog. And I was like, thank you. I love your ponytail. I'm not great at talking to children. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love your ponytail. And she was like, thank you. Do you like my ponytail holder? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's really pretty. Where did you get it? And she was like, my grandma's house. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, she really wants to talk to me. Like, she's having, she mm-hmm. really wants to keep talking clearly. And I, then I was like, oh, I should probably, she's kind of hinting to me she wants to pet my dog because she keeps feeling like her dog is really cute. Oh, yeah. But then I was like, but then if you pet my dog and then it bites you, I'm going to, like, get my dog. Legal trouble. So yeah. Even my dog's, like, never bit anyone. Yeah. But I was, like, scared. I was like, if your grandma walks out and then you're, like, petting my dog, she'd be like, who are you? And then yeah. I was like, oh, should I introduce myself? Because I was, and then I was like, oh, but for some reason, I just got, I just realized, I was like, wow, there's, the world's a little different now. Or it is, like, there is nothing bad about talking to this child, but yeah. I feel so like if she walks in and is like, I met our neighbor, Kendall, the grandma's going to be like, who's Kendall? I'm yeah. calling the police, Yeah, um, which is crazy and probably not what would have happened. But I do think there's just this more like, especially with kids where you're like, I'm not supposed to be talking to you yeah. at all. And for some reason, I feel like it's kind of like the what's not illegal, but feels illegal. Yeah. Um, it felt like that. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, I feel like when I was a kid, I used to like run over to my neighbor's house and yeah. like hang out with them when I was that age. And uh, it teaches kids how to like communicate and have fun and talk to other people in their community. But I feel so like, where's your grandma? <laughs> Bring your like, grandma out. I don't know. I don't want to be talking to you without your grandma here. Oh my gosh. No, I'm, I don't want to keep talking about the book, but what you're saying is exactly right. Like the term stranger danger has done so much harm yes. because it's taught everyone that every stranger is bad. Yes. But realistically- Even yourself. You're like, I'm a stranger. So I'm uh, yeah. I- I'm, I'm going to kidnap this kid even though I don't want to. It makes you doubt yourself. You're yeah. like, and now you're like, am I a predator? And- <laughs> Wait, okay, I, I really need to read the book on OCD then, because that, like, that's another... Do you like, think it's OCD? That, no, no, I'm thinking that's another thought that why did your brain go there? Right, because I'm obviously... I shouldn't have said it. I'm not a child predator, if you can't believe it. No, I but know. But I literally was like, she, I'm talking to this child. But you also know yourself. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, I know I'm not, but I'm so worried that it's going to be perceived, like, even people walking by. Yeah. I'm, like, walking my dog, clearly. I'm, like, wearing an Udi. I don't know if you've ever worn an Udi, but I'm clearly not. A, Is I, that, like, a onesie? It's, like, a, um, no, it's, like, a, it's kind of, like, a, it's, like, a very cozy, 
It's like a big robe, but it's a shirt. <laughs> you just okay. You're wearing an open robe outside. I'm nude. <laughs> yes. What's the problem? No, I'm wearing this like big cozy thing. I'm like in my slippers with yeah. my dog. This child is in her yard talking to me from. There's a fence in between us. She's also clearly leading the conversation. It's not like I'm yeah. like peering over whatever. But I'm so scared to be like perceived as like, oh, I'm putting this kid in danger. Or then you like question yourself where you're like. Is it weird that I'm talking to this kid? Am I not supposed to be? But it's like, that's not normal. Yeah. We should all be like community. But I've heard even other people be like, oh, yeah, like I know when I was a kid, teachers could be like, I love you. Or uh-huh. they would, not in a weird way, but just like they spend <laughs> yeah. every day with you. Yes. Like they were like, oh, I love you. Or they would like give you a hug if you were crying. And I know I've had people I know who are teachers have been like, yeah, you can't do that stuff anymore. Like you have to be so like, I cannot hug you because I'm your teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot really talk to you about personal things because I am your teacher. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I get where that comes from, but it's also a huge bummer. It's like, yeah, you want to build community and like kids are, I think a huge thing we run, I've recently been thinking about is how we're kind of like kids are becoming not a part of our community as much where it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like these things are for kids and these things are for adults and they don't (laughs) talk to each other. Why is there a book? You reading a book about it? No, you should. If the grandma comes out and she's like, don't talk to strangers, you should be like, (laughs) ma'am. Most children are killed by family members yeah. or friends. So really, I should take the kid and you should be careful. <laughs> no, seriously. Statistically. I'm like, kid, come with me. Yes. Come on. Because seriously, I'm like, I, I am like, it, you have to even like, I know, like when I was a kid, I was watching uh-huh. this thing about how they used to make shows. Like, kids shows were also for adults. Like they would make kids shows and then they would put in jokes for adults. It's like Drake and Josh was for kids, but yes. you could enjoy it as an adult. 100%. Yeah. Maybe it's not your first choice, but you could definitely sit and enjoy it. Whereas, like, in 2014, they were saying that, like, there was a huge shift to making kids shows just for kids. And, like, uh-huh. they're not enjoyable for anyone else, and they're just for kids. And I think you even see, like, now, like, when I was a kid, my mom would, like, bring me to work with her. We would go do things that were not just about me. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just like, oh, well, we have to, like, go do this thing because I'm not the only person on Earth. And I think that's great. And I yeah. think, like, kids need to, like, go spend six hours at the DMV to be like, yeah, well, my mom owns a car, so... We have to do this. Whereas I think parents now are still like, oh, my kid needs a babysitter at all times. Or she needs, like, if I'm doing this thing, she needs to go to, like, the water park with her nanny. And it's like, yeah. well, they don't need to be, like, constantly I just think it stimulated. separates people. And, like, yeah, your kid should come to places where there's going to be only adults. It's not like a strip club. I'm not a freak, I'm not a freak ass. But, but like, none of our minds went there. <laughs> I don't want my neighbor's kid to go to a strip club. Like, so but I just think we separate it to where it's like, yeah, you should. Your kid should come to places where there's other adults, so they can like it's a community rather than just like here's the kids and here's the adults and we don't talk to each other. But I think yes. there becomes this very like stranger danger. Yeah, makes people like, oh, am I bad? Am I being bad? I don't yeah. know. You, no. Do you ever feel that? No, the um the the organization that uh, coined the term stranger danger, they actually started backpedaling on that slogan because it did separate way too many people. Like yeah. they, they ran through the statistics. They're like, okay, statistically in every sort of type of violence, yeah. like 80% of the time you're going to get attacked by a family or friend, Yeah, you know, but you should be suspicious of strangers. Like don't like walk around at night, headphones on, be like, I'm fine. And then my mom's not out right now, <laughs> you know, but like it's, um, it's made people like very fearful um, and so, like, it, it's hard for, like, children and people as adults to make friends. Like, realistically, if you or I were to walk outside right now and talk to a stranger, yeah. they would be a normal human who's like, 100%. what's what, what? And you'd be like, yeah. do you want to talk? And then desensitizes. That also makes people be like, well, anyone who I know is safe, which is like, that doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. also, like... I've even seen like yeah, on TV where people like kids will be like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. And then the person's like, OK, my name's James. I'm not a stranger. It's like, yeah. 
okay, yeah, where does that line end? Because then it's like, you know, people are like, well, she's babysat by her uncle every single day because, I don't know, he's a family member and he's had, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of issues in the past, but, well, what are you going to do? And it's he's like, not, yeah, that's yeah. not safe just because you know him, you know? Yeah. So I think it is, but it is this weird, um, yeah, I feel like we need to get more. Because even I remember when I used to be in the grocery store as a kid, my mom was always talking to the person next to us. We were, people were chatting. Yeah. I don't do that stuff, really. Like, Oh, I love doing that. I want to do I really yeah. want to be better about it, but I think it feels so, like, you're like, is everyone going to be like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You Okay, then you now you've said too many trigger things. You need to read the book that I'm okay, reading. What book? Is, tell me. Oh, my. Because I do want to read it. You, I, you can always reference a book. I, I'm interested. Let you read me. interesting books. It'd be different if you were reading one of my books and you kept talking about. It's like, a smut novel. I the smut you're reading. You're like, Wait. this relates back to this. Guys, this is the book I'm reading right now that re- everything that Kendall is saying is like a prompt. It's called The Power of Strangers, The Benefits of Connecting in a Suspicious World. Like, yeah, we often assume that we're like imposing on people, but we're, we're, I, I can't, we're really not. I mean, unless no. someone looks visibly conflicted, like they have done studies, like if you talk to someone 99 out of a hundred times, they're going to open up to you. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to hit on someone, that is not the same <laughs> as, but yes. And so, how was your week? It was good. Yeah. It was good. I made a friend, my neighbor, my yeah. neighbor's your young neighbor. granddaughter. Um, and I, well, I painted my room. And I think I, I posted this on Instagram. But I got this wallpaper for my room. Uh-huh. So we're, doing, we're trying to do a couple home renovations every month. I got this wallpaper that I really love. And I want, but the backdrop of the wallpaper, there's like little dogs on it. And then yeah. the backdrop is like, a, it's like white, but it's like almost like it's closer to gray. Uh huh. So at first we were like, we should paint the other walls mm-hmm. pink because there's pink in it. We should paint it green because there's green. Like we had all these different ideas, but I was like, I think that might be insane. Like we mm-hmm. that might be a little too much, especially because the wallpaper is pretty loud. And I want the bedroom to feel very relaxing. Yes. So then I was like, I'm gonna do the back of the, this as this color of the wallpaper. So I took it to Lowe's and I was like, can you color match the back of this wallpaper? Uh huh. And they did, and they sent me home with the paint. And I spent two days, because I painted the ceiling as well, and I had to do two coats on it. And I swear to you, this it took so long. Uh-huh. It is maybe a half a shade different than the original paint color. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. But it yeah. was, uh, you know, it, it looks a little, I will say it's a little more calming. Yeah. Like, it's not as stark white, but it is, like, really close to the same thing. And I took yeah. a really long time. Because when I painted, I just painted my kitchen a couple weeks ago and it was so satisfying because I painted it like an olive green. Yes. And it felt just like, wow, I really did. I really changed the whole room. It yeah. feels completely different. Uh, so it felt very worth it. So I was like, yeah, painting stuff white is not fun. Also, because it was already white, so it was very hard to tell like what I'd painted already and what mm-hmm. I hadn't painted. And then I would look back the next day and be like, oh, I missed that spot and I'd have to get all my paint stuff out. Can I ask you, is, it yeah. the, is the white a matte or a glossy finish? It is a, oh, I picked it out i can't i think it's a it's whatever they he told me i said you tell me what i'm supposed to do and he yeah. said i think it was glossy it might be matte if i'm matte. if it's matte it's gonna probably appear darker when it dries because okay. like there is when the a glossy finish will reflect light yeah make it a bit lighter um if it's matte it's gonna just look flat yeah so yeah. if it's um, there's like there's like so many different types of matte like kind of medium matte yeah well you know it's like it's like you know so yeah, I just really told him, like, you pick for me. And he was like, okay. Um, and so I think it might have been matte. Because it definitely got darker as it dried. So yes. then it feels like probably matte. And I like I do think it's going to look good. I also, we haven't put the wallpaper up yet. My my uh, partner's mom is coming into town this weekend. And we're going to do it together. Uh-huh. It's like peel and stick. 
wallpaper. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think then I'll be like, oh, I'm glad I painted it because it's going to be the exact same color as the wallpaper. So I think it's going to look good. Yes. But it was not as satisfying and it did take a lot of time. And I got paint on so much. Every time I try to like really set up the space to not get paint on it, it yeah. still is just gets on stuff. That's uh, that is the nature of paint. That is what it does. <laughs> and I feel bad. The one other thing is my partner had foot surgery oh, yeah. in December. And we found out this week it didn't work. So we're going <gasps> to do another foot surgery. Oh, my God. And I feel very sad for them because it's like uh, it's a lot. I mean, not being able to walk is a whole. Our lives have been really uh, about the fact that they can't walk because I mean, I need to help them with all this stuff. And I feel so they can't do they can't really go anywhere or do anything. Yeah, so we have to do that. But we just spent like literally ten minutes on paint, and then you were like, "And my their foot surgery didn't take." I always forget the foot. That was like a couple weeks ago. We were. I was like ranting about something. You were like, "How's your weekend?" I'm like, "Yeah, I bought broccoli at the store." And then you're like, at the very end, you're like, "Oh, and you got engaged, didn't you?" And I was like, "Oh yes, and I got engaged." (laughs) Um, I really forget the important stuff, don't I? But yeah, I know, bummer. But hopefully, this next one works. Hopefully. Um, Jordan's feet are better soon. I know. I feel so bad. I feel really bad because I've even heard people have been like, oh, yeah, I broke my leg and I couldn't walk for like however many, many months. And it like really screws your mental health up. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's not. I think if we knew for like, OK, for the next three years, you're not going to be able to walk. We would be like, OK, let's set everything up. Let's really like make the apartment make sense for this. Let's like yeah. make find ways you can get up and do stuff, whatever, because it keeps being like only two more weeks. We keep just being like, OK, well, let's just. Sit, just stay seated. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hopefully this works. But it's a bummer because usually surgeries are kind of like, we'll do this and then it'll be done. Yeah. But these, they keep, the doctor's kind of like, and then we'll see what, you know, if it works. Yeah. And, like, and then what? I was going to say that our uh, disability advocates, like everyone who's like disabled out there, it's like, yes. Yes. I mean, truly, but yes. it really opens <laughs> your eyes. And even like, you know, my dad was in a wheelchair for, he was in a power chair, fully paralyzed for my whole life and yeah it's like you yeah he really couldn't do well he could do anything you know and <laughs> yeah but he also couldn't do much because he, he couldn't um you know it's also very expensive as I also think another thing too yeah where it's like you see these people that are like I have a power chair that lifts me up into the sky oh, and yeah. I can fly around the city and it's like well that's amazing but it costs like two million dollars or something yeah um but you know, so we watched a lot of TV. But I think also he was prepped for being like I'm never not going to be paralyzed whereas Jordan keeps being like well, in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to walk. So I got that to look forward to. And then at the two-week mark, they're like, no, no, you can't actually. And then oh. they're like, okay, two more weeks. And then you get through it. So I think, yeah, almost at this point, it's kind of like with my Adderall where I was like, I'm just going to stop trying. I don't have it until <laughs> this. I don't have it. And I'm just going to like gear up to really like push through this time without yeah. it. Because I think it was the mental, it was hard on me mentally to be like going every day being like, is it here? And yeah. then being like, no. And me being like, okay, well, tomorrow I'll be able to do all this because all my medication and then it not have it. That was tough. So I think the in-between period is hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The come down. Yeah. Um, and you know what is also really hard? The come down from drugs for the rich and the poor. Often treated vastly different, different, but incredibly similar. This is classy if you're rich, trashy if you're poor. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Kendall, and I'm so excited today to share with you that today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. I love ZocDoc. We know it to be true. 
There are so many things in life that you have to compromise, especially because of budget, the clothes you buy, the food you buy, and healthcare should not be one of those things. No matter your budget, you should always be getting good care when it comes to your health. Check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to, and prioritize your health. I use ZocDoc. I have a bunch of health issues, and it is so nice when a new one arises. For example, my feet randomly hurting so bad that I cannot walk anywhere. Um, I don't know an orthopedic doctor, so it's great to go on ZocDoc and make sure that I'm finding one um, that has a bunch of really good reviews from people who have used them before. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's this, this phenomenon that there are so many things that if you do it, people do it all the time when they're mm-hmm. rich. And it is, like, considered cool. It's considered nice. It's mm-hmm. classy. It's normal. Never thought about a yeah. person who doesn't have a lot of money does the exact same thing. Yeah. It's considered pretty trashy. So we're going to be going through some examples of that today. Mm-hmm. Um, according to statistics from 2019, rich people are those who earn an annual income of 300000 or more. For 2021, you're in the top 1% if you earn $819,324 or more each year. The top 5% of income earners make $3,335,891 per year. $335,891. I don't even know what I said. $206.91. People make it $3,000. They're like, okay, now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> People with the top 1% of net worth in the U.S. in 2022 had $10,815,000. I'm saying it wrong. No, you're not. You're not. $10,815,000 in net worth. And the current wealthiest Americans are Elon Musk, 180 billion, and Jeffrey Bezos, 114 billion. Oh my God. Wow, that's crazy. And Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are the wealthiest American entertainers. Currently, both have an estimated uh, net worth of $8 billion each. Rihanna, Jay Z, Taylor Swift are also recent billionaires, entertainers who have joined that list. Um, so here are some this is the big list. This mm-hmm. is just a list of things. That are classy if you're rich and trashy if you're poor. Feel free to add any in the comments if we forget some. Asking for money. You're, uh, it's from the poor, it's out of desperation. It's begging. Rich people, big party with friends. Fundraisers, <laughs> right? Like asking for yeah. government handouts, quote unquote. Trashy if you're poor. Yeah. But like uh, the government bailing out your company if you're rich. Classy. Classy. Very you cool. Know? Very neat. No, seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like so many, like the um, stimulus checks. Everyone got like $2,000 or whatever, and then all the Republicans nearly shit their panties. That was the issue. That yeah. was the, oh, how are we going to come back from this? But then like all the businesses got like millions and billions <laughs> of dollars, and no one was like, God, you know, sucking the teat of the government, are we? Yeah, I'm like, what are these people's obsession with McDonald's? They're Seriously. Like, they're like... McDonald's needs it, okay? I'm yeah. like, what is you, do you work for them? Like, is your dad Mr. McDonald? I don't understand. People, like, these these companies have so much money. We People cannot conceptualize a trillion dollars. Yeah. They're pitting us against each other. 100%. It is really wild. Um, also, having a tiny home. If you're poor, people are like, uh, you can't afford much space. And if you're rich, you got these decked out tiny homes in fancy towns outside of cities. Or, this wasn't listed, but maybe you live in a in a... In a RV. 
with yeah. eight of your kids and they each have a bunk but it looks mm-hmm. really expensive and all the decorations are from Target and that's considered classy. Yes. Well, I would um I would just edit this a wee bit. I would say poor mobile homes, rich RVs. Oh, that's uh, yeah. And it's like as if intention really matters. You're like I feel and so if you're like if I live in an RV therefore I'm better than mobile home people it's like no. <laughs> You're just on wheels. Yep. <laughs> you're like, I mean, it's you're with splitting hairs at this point. Right. Like, and also, mobile homes are incredibly like they can be so decadent, right? Yeah. They just have such a negative connotation because people hate the poor. It's just we're doing this is why we're doing the episode. Yeah. There's also added onto that living with no electricity. If you're rich, it's because it's fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Versus needing it, and I actually think that's so true because honestly find it much less traumatizing. I've never been in either of these situations, but yeah. I feel like it would be less traumatizing if your parents sat you down and was like, look, we don't have any money. Yeah. We're going to have some fun, okay? Every time we make a bath, we're going to heat it up on this on the fire yeah. and then we're going to put it. But <laughs> this is just the situation we're in. It would feel like less traumatizing. Like, this is hard, but I understand what's going on and yeah. my mom's very loving. Versus like, if I had a rich mom who was just like, no electricity for you. Can't tell you why. I'm just having fun on my social media. I would yeah. be like, help me. You're on like a like a retreat to like refresh your mental health. <laughs> oh, there we go. Living in a tent, you know? Oh, You're doing yeah. it for like a retreat versus But yeah, I think um no, yeah. What was I going to say? This is I I kind of my mind went to like squatters, right? Yeah. You know, like if there's someone living in like a broken down low income home squatters band but like i mean if you ask a friend to house sit for you and then you go off to like the cave for three months they're a squatter right like sure they, i mean if you try to kick them out they legally could stay there wow. for a bit yeah wow i gotta get into that squatting squatting <laughs> is so like we gotta be doing more of it i want to read a book on the ethics of squatting because yes because i actually think there's you it really is one of those topics that you keep you can keep being like okay but you probably couldn't do this and yeah. someone usually is like no you actually could and you're yeah. like, okay but you couldn't do this I'm like no you could yeah and then but i want to know the ins and outs because i think if you learn the ins and outs of squatting you might be able to make yourself a self-made billionaire <laughs> no seriously i mean the thing is is like i don't think um if the owner is not willing to get physical with you <laughs> they can't get you out of the house right because squatters do have rights can the police the police can't do anything well, squatters do have rights it really depends on how long you have been in right. the home but god forbid you better not need to go grocery shopping or go to work. Yeah. If you leave the premises, they can change the locks. So try squatting in like um, safety shelters, like a well, the, if, if the safety shelters are owned by the government. And see, this is where the government gets off. No, I, th- I mean if someone's like built an underground like a, a bunker, a bunker. That's what I meant to say, like a, a bunker. Squat in that, and well, then, then you'll never okay. have to leave. Now, so squatters have now entered into a dangerous territory for themselves. Squatting in a bunker of someone who's preparing for the apocalypse, they most likely also have weapons. <laughs> they probably could get you out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, there's also having a barren house. We see it all the time. I mean, Kim Kardashian seems oh, yeah. as though she may own not a single thing. Yeah. Um, not even a sink. Have you seen her sink? No. Her sink, it's actually kind of fun. It is flat. Yeah. It, I mean, by but then by like a millimeter, it's not flat, so the water does drain. Yes. Which is very funny because you go, well, how do you wash dishes? And then you have that realization of like, she doesn't wash, she's probably never washed a dish. Oh, no. Wild. Which I'm always like, how is that not inconvenient? Especially when you have babies. Yes. And then I remember maybe she just had nannies. Oh, yeah. But it is wild because I'm like, there's so many times a day if I had people who were like working for me that I'd be like, oh, I wish I could wash this dish just really fast, but I need Janelle to do it because I don't yeah. have a working sink. I don't know. Very <laughs> honestly difficult. Um, 
But obviously, if you're poor and you have a barren home, people are like, oh, you can't afford furniture. I am so sorry to do this, everyone. This relates to another book I read this month. Don't apologize. It's called The Hoarders, right? So we're going to go, the pendulum's going to swing in the opposite direction. Okay, so having a barren house, minimalism versus like maximalism and like clutter. People often moralize clutter, right? And so it goes by like, okay, if you have more things and clutter and, it, and okay, this is how it affects the poor. Rich people can afford to collect antiques and mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian, who is a minimalist, does have warehouses full of like Yeezy clothes yes, and all these things. She cannot. She's not a minimalist yeah, by any means. No. <laughs> and so like she is technically hoarding, right? But like since they are expensive goods that are taken care of, everyone in their mind has moralized what she's collecting. She's like, oh, since it's not dirty and it's expensive, it is good. However, if you were to take the number of things that she does have and give it to someone who's low income with much tighter space and also make them um, items that are not of as, as much value like trash, right? It be That means it's trashy, right? Like if someone hoards when they're poor, they cannot afford to hoard expensive items. So they're going to collect more things that are considered trash. And that's how people moralize hoarding, right? Is there a, and I'm just wondering if they talk about it in this book, is there a difference though between like, because I'm just thinking about the show hoarders. That's yes. like really the only yeah. reference I have luckily to this. Yes. Is there a difference though between the way, because I think, I think of hoarder and I'm like a person who's collected so much stuff that they cannot live their life in the same way uh -huh. in a healthy way yes. they can't even get to the bathroom they can't because there's so much stuff yes does it talk about like the difference between like is there a line that puts you into the hoarder category if you are then it's causing dirt bugs accumulation of things and you can't continue to live your life in the same way yes okay so like hoarding falls into the category of overconsumption and if you think about other categories of overconsumption you could easily talk about wake weight or like alcoholism right and so like people if you think about hoarding right hoarding is the extreme like end of it but people are collectors right the right. difference between like over consuming and collecting is intention and the amount of time that you hold on to oh, the item wow. right you did a sketch on stanley cups <laughs> when people over consume they are not buying with intention and they are also quickly cycling through items. So every environmentalist is like, yeah, the problem is, is if you throw away the Stanley Cup and just pick there's up no something. Point. Yeah. But so we're. And you see that even with there's like influencers like I'm a Stanley Cup influencer. I own 75 Stanley Cups. Yeah. I'm like, so you just completely ruined the point of having a reusable water bottle. Yes. There's no point. <laughs> you if there is if you are collect. However, collecting often differentiates itself is because it's collecting is often not trendy. Like if you collect Legos or you collect Dis Disney memorabilia, that's not like of the popular culture usually yeah. at the time as Stanley Cups like will cycle through. And also you throw away the Stanley Cups a lot quicker than you would like. I would not throw away my Lego collection. Right. And that's how environmentalists would separate collectors versus hoarders. Uh. However, with hoarding though, um, is that like you talk about when it gets to a point where it starts to affect your health and then you think about other types of overconsumption. If um, mm. the show hoarders is incredibly damaging for oh, hoarders. Oh sure, 100%. Because like- it, it's so unhelpful. There's yeah. no point. I mean, there you can't, it's kind of like when people are addicted to drugs and I've yeah. seen this so many times, they're like, all right, we're putting them in a, a rehab for yeah. 24 hours. It's like, okay. You're literally going to like kill them, right? Like, so you're like, you were talking about your OCD. Your 
like your rituals and your processes are not what's wrong, right? Right. It's something there's there's something inside, down, yeah. and so that's the same with like hoarding. That's the same with alcoholism. Hoarding is not just like you've too much stuff and you don't know how to get rid of it. Yeah. Like there is something you are a, like something with the items you know it's a sense of control sort of thing like if someone like if you just take it all away again it's like detoxing someone who's on drugs it's not that people who overconsume drugs or alcohol are like oh now it's not in my eyesight now yeah. I'm fine like there's something deeper going on and so when it starts to affect your health you need a mental health care professional and then you can slowly start to clean out the clutter, right? Because yeah. it is it, there's not we live in a consumeristic society, right? So people are going to overconsume in literally any way. Whether yeah. you have a lot of shoes or a lot of shirts, like the people moralize what is okay to collect and what is not okay oh, to yeah. collect. That's really true. Yeah, and so like you need to be aware of that and also so when it starts to affect your health, be very careful of like how you approach it. Because, like, this is now a mental health conversation. Yeah. So, yes. 100%. Sorry, that was a lot. I would no, read the hoarder's guide. Guys. It's a good, that, I mean, it's fascinating. Especially because I think there's also, like, we, I much more identify as, like, a minimalist. I don't yes. own a ton of, I mean, just by watching this podcast, you're, like, kind of wears the same shirt every time. I really wear, yeah. I don't have a ton of clothes. I don't have a ton. And when I met my partner, my room was, like, nothing. It was, like, my bed. Yeah. And then I really liked making it look nice. Like, I really liked it. But it would be, like, on the shelves would be, like, a plant and a candle. Yeah. And a little jar of quarters. And yeah. it was just very simple. And I didn't have a lot. And I really liked it that way. My partner is much more of a maximalist. Yeah. Has a lot of stuff, loves to buy little trinkets, mm -hmm. loves to get like merch, loves to, you know, all that type of stuff that I just never really did. And I think one thing we've talked about too is that it, like when we've met in the middle a little bit is that yeah. sometimes I'm like, I feel like it's put on me, not by them, but it's like, yeah. oh, I'm throwing stuff out. So if I'm getting rid of stuff or I'm, which some of this stuff is garbage, you can't recycle it. Some of this stuff is stuff you can't donate or some yeah. of it's like, well, I have to throw it away. And that is being considered the wasteful part. Uh -huh. But in my opinion, the wasteful part is purchasing it. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. once you've purchased it, it exists. So uh -huh. whether or not you throw it away or keep it in your house and never use it, at the end of the day, I mean, versus, I guess versus it being in a landfill versus it being in your house. But it's like the way once all of this ends, that will still exist and be there in your house. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where I think it's like where you can some people put a lot of guilt. This is a little different than hoarding, but like put guilt on themselves for throwing stuff away. I, I used to do it a lot with clothes where I would like yeah. buy something I thought I liked and then I just like wouldn't wear it and then I would feel too guilty to throw it away or, or donate it or whatever yeah. because I was like, oh, I bought this. But it's like, it doesn't do anything to sit in your house. The the part you need to work on is not the not throwing it away. It's the how you choose to buy something. The like, yes. oh, when I'm at a store, should I not buy things so like, just because it fits and I should do yeah. it even if I don't really know how I feel about it. It's like, should I buy things just because they're available versus like really loving something? Um, and like maybe if you're able to spending more money on something that's more sustainable and is yeah. going to last longer or whatever. But the throwing away of it is a reaction to the poor choice of buying it. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes people can feel just really guilty to get rid of stuff. But that, yeah. I don't know. It just feels like that's actually not the issue. It's yeah. The, it's the before part of getting it. Like the person who's made it and produced it has already done all the things to the environment to make it and then yeah. also you've purchased it and now it exists so here it mm -hmm. is well, you know yeah i mean they're like 
you when you purchase purchase with intention um but also like you were saying you feel guilty if you throw something away you can but i mean with that like you can see how like some sort of like thoughts can like spiral right like yeah. if you feel guilt oh i'm contributing to waste i'll just keep it in my house right like that can like build off of each other yeah. and immediately become and like having too much guilt or too much trash right. can easily start to like hurt you right so like, yes, um, buying with intention, and that is also kind of what often separates like someone who overconsumes without intention and someone mm -hmm. who collects, because when you collect, you're purchasing with intention. Yeah. So just be aware of that. And also like, I wouldn't put too much blame on yourself from throwing things out, you, you're right. Like supply and demand is a huge thing. If you're like trying to cut down on the amount of meat that the world produces because you know like it's yeah. not like the not sustainable farming practices if you don't even purchase a certain type of meat like yes that animal is literally already dead and packaged yeah. but the, the the lack of your dollar is signaling to the com yeah. like company there is less need for this yeah. so like just be aware also you're um, I think a lot of people place way too much blame on themselves as the individuals. Yeah. We are all part of a system that sets us all up to fail, yeah. right? And it, like consuming with intention is so important. But like think about, you know, when we're talking about like plastic or like paper straws. Yeah. Where we all started to freak out. Mm -hmm. We're like, okay, we could only use paper straws. And then we zoomed out and we were like, they're literally dumping oil in the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Like we, you should purchase with intention and like just try to you know, throw, recycle as much as you can, but realize realistically, the main perpetrator is yeah. the company itself. It's uh, for everything, even. I even know people, it's, I think there's a lot of discussion around like having kids now where people are yeah. like, that I know are like, I'm not gonna have a kid, it's too bad for the environment. It's too, which I'm like, yeah, everything yeah. we do is bad for the environment. But I think these are people, like someone who like really wants a kid, like, well, I've dreamed my whole life having a kid, but. yeah. That's so bad for the environment, so I'm just not going to do it. And I'm like, you actually are not the problem. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Even if you had 50 kids, it couldn't even compare yeah. to... And I think if, if you are about to have a kid, you should be thinking about all of those things. I think there yes. are. Like, if you're like, I don't know. I think there's so many things to think about if you're deciding to have a kid. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... Even if you every morning go out to the ocean and dump uh, a bucket of oil because you're like, I don't know, a horrible person. Stop doing that. It's still like, maybe don't do that. But also <laughs> it's just like the effect is so small comparatively to what businesses are doing. Um, and so that does not mean to not be eco-friendly and try yeah. your best. But I think you can only do what works for you a lot of the times where you're like, what is going to make my quality of life sustainable for me and sustainable for the earth? But if something's like, well... My life sucks because every morning, like, I don't take showers anymore because it's bad for the environment. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, you don't need to do that. It's actually not really, it, the effects are so uh, small compared comparatively. Yes. It's like um, people don't know that there's a difference between consumption and overconsumption. And people just assume that any, store, any sort of buying is overconsumption. Like um, capitalism is of American culture. And another thing that's of American culture is consuming alcohol, right? Like if you go to a bar yeah. and you have two drinks in one night, anyone who doesn't drink regularly could yeah. be like, oh, my God, you're a drunk. Yeah. But you have consumed with intention, right? Yes. You've given enough time between drinks. You know what's in your price range, right? And so since they don't engage in that type of consumption at all, they could accuse you of that. Or anyone who's just never interacted with consumption, which is like, where did you come from? Yes. But like you can consume alcohol with intention and not be a drunk. 
And in yes. a similar way, you can consume products with intention and not be over-consuming. Yes. Or I guess if, like, a person who is an alcoholic. Like, I guess, like, yeah. if you and I went out to a bar and you had one drink, I'd be like, I would be, I'd uh -oh, need to call a couple of people. because this isn't good. Like, it's the intention where I'd be like, well, Sarah doesn't drink, so yeah. I don't know what she's doing. Um, so I think, yeah, it is the intent. It's, like, yes. behind it. The same thing doesn't equal, yeah. So, anyways, I just think that is definitely trashy if you're rich. Mm -hmm. Nope, trashy if you're poor, trashy, trashy if you're rich. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think we need to be holding a lot of rich people do things that are arguably trashy. Because something yeah. I'd like to point about, uh, point out, when the Stanley Cup situation, and I'm not defending anyone's right to own it, <laughs> do what you need, like whatever. But you know when the ladies were waiting outside of Target for like 24 Dude. hours, and everyone's like, that's so trashy. You want to know what's trashy? Yeah. A rich person waiting a month for a car when they already have 39 other cars. They are, if we had a camera and you filmed them waiting for a car that they didn't need, that is the same yeah. as if they were waiting outside. They yeah. were just in their home. It's also like, I'm sorry, like, but it's just different. If you don't have any money and the one thing that is going to make you happy is waiting outside with your friend to get a cup. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally fine. And I think it's just so people, and it's just like, it's been like this forever. It's like, this is purposeful. It's like yeah. placed on us, but it's just like working class people to poor people just against each other, against each other, being mean, so mean to each other. And this Stanley Cup situation is just one of those situations. It's hardly a situation. Yes. But it's just one of those other things where I'm like, yeah, I think it's some people. I'm like, it's your whole personality. I think it's funny privately. I'm like, that's a weird yeah. thing to have. But it's like to be so like, mean about it it's just like wow there are really companies who are like ruining our lives that yes. we just don't think about ever and yes. it doesn't matter that people I, like i don't know it, it's just every issue is created by like three companies yes and then we're all just mad at each other and that is unfortunate but that's how it's always been i guess yes you guys need to read the hoarders because here's like my final thing Overconsumption is such an important topic. However, overconsumption is usually applied to mass-produced goods. Mm -hmm. And who buys mass-produced goods? Low-income, middle-income people. And if we, if your criticism only focuses on low- and middle-income, you're missing the main... Yeah, because why can they not afford food that is yeah. good because you, they're not paid enough? Yeah, that means the rich are getting off scot-free. Who's making the cups? Yeah. Like, who's making a majority of the environmental waste? We're like, oh, look at these rabid poor people. Right. Zoom out who made the cups. Yeah. So the, it's important conversation, but you got to include the rich. Okay. I so, think this is a good one. Mm -hmm. Having someone else raise your damn kids. Yes, exactly. You got a nanny. Oh, that's so classy. You got your cousin. You're just a slob. Or like a daycare or whatever. Your, your like, mom. Oh, it takes yeah. a village. Oh, so if you pay the village, it's fine. But if the village comes with blood, <laughs> I mean, your blood, like you're related to them. If you stabbed your mom and said, yes. you better be my babysitter. Um, no, that's so true. And I, I think it is like, once again, like looking back, like as I as an adult, if I were to look back and be like, oh, I went to a daycare because yeah. my mom had to work a job, I would be like, that does not feel traumatizing to me. I mean, I don't think going to a daycare is traumatizing, to be clear, at all. No, I think it's no, great yeah. and I would send my kid to a daycare. But I am like, uh, yeah, that makes sense in my head. Rather, if my mom was just really rich and I was like, oh, yeah, growing up, I spent a lot of time with a nanny because my mom, I don't think, wanted to spend time with me. Like, yeah. that is so hurtful. It's so upsetting. And like, whatever. Whereas I feel like, uh, you know, growing up, I got to spend a ton of time with my mom. But I'm always like, wow, she really made so much time for me, even though she was working yeah. Really hard also. That's so nice to feel yeah. other than the other way around. So I'm like, one feels so much more uh, nice, actually. Yeah, it does. There's also um, having tons of pets. 
if you have a lot, uh, if you're poor and you have a lot of cats, you're a hoarder. And if you're rich, uh, you have a lot of cats, you're an animal rescuer. Yeah, like, I know the Jenners have, like, five dogs. But, like, you know, you see someone in a low-income yeah. neighborhood. With a bunch of dogs. This, I, guys, you really got to read. Okay, so animal hoarding is a different category of hoarding. Um, it's But since it's a life, um, so it is. there's some nuance to it. But, um, people yeah. people kid hoard? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so again, is it talk about it in the book? Hoarding is an extreme behavior, and usually, if someone is having a lot of children, there is something going on, and there needs to be some education and investment in healthcare. Yeah, and that because if we start to place the blame on the individual, we get into a slippery slope of mm -hmm. eugenics. Yeah. and yes. <laughs> I well yes I I do think though it's interesting I all right once again here comes Kendall with the fact she doesn't remember it's okay half let's hear of, it um but I uh remember I saw something that it was like it was an article and it was it was not a TikTok it, it was, was an article a, it is an article and it was talking about how I can't remember if it was four or five but basically I think it was four yes after you've had four kids there is no possible way to give the correct amount of time yes. that would be needed for a child's development to uh, be given to them. There's just yes. no way. It's not possible. So I always think it's very interesting uh -huh. for you, someone to make, and maybe they just don't know. Maybe yes. they didn't read that, yeah. whatever. But especially people who, you know, I mean, there are obviously any type of people. So there are people who are ch child psychologists who have 20 kids. There's all yes. these types of people. To be a parent who knows that, like uh -huh. you know that and you still have a kid feels so... Interesting, but even if you don't know that exact fact, you must know that if you have 10 kids versus two, you're not giving as much attention to each kid uh -huh. as you would if you had two kids. So I always am like, why? what is the pull to do that? Like, what is the pull? And I think some people are like, I want a big family. I want a whatever. And I'm like, that's very selfish. Like, even um, I think about, when, and I don't know if I'm going to have kids or not, but if uh -huh. I, when I think about not having kids, I'm always like, oh, but like, I don't know, it'd be really nice to like have an adult kid who'd be friends with like, what if then I'm old, who's gonna take care of me if I haven't had kids? And I'm like, well, yeah. that's a pretty selfish reason to have a kid. Yeah. Like, You can't have a kid because you want someone to take care of you when you're older. Although that yes. I think is the reason a lot of people have kids. They're like, well, I wanna have a kid because I, 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 I. And it's yeah. like, well, it's not, I don't know. I think it should just be very complicated where if you were really thinking about like the child, you would not have six kids because that's hard. It's hard to have six kids. Yeah. And you're going to be stressed and you're going to your house is going to be a mess and your house because, of course. Yeah, Anyways. no, exactly. And what you're saying is like what differentiates having like four kids versus 10 is intention. Yeah. Like what if you're having like 10 kids and you didn't have any intention to have 10 kids yeah. that show like shines a spotlight on lack of education somewhere or healthcare mm -hmm. rights mm -hmm. um, because you don't see rich people. Have, without no intention having 10 kids. Right. There is a societal issue happening there. And like, so, um, but if you're like, yeah, but also you do have to take in consideration like the children's health. Like eventually a child will be taking care of another child. Yeah. And that is how damaging systems are. Like if, yeah. if there's, we don't have free health care or like education, then yes, you will be having children take right. care of other children because the original creator of the system right. is also a victim of the system itself. Yes. Like, yeah, like that trauma yeah. is passed down through yeah. families. Yeah. But I guess if like, if I, if I knew someone who had like no money 
They're poor. Yeah. And they, I don't know why I said that. It's obvious. <laughs> They're, poor. They're poor. I'm just like, I'm looking yeah. at the document. Um, and they are working two jobs. They have no time. They're yeah. super busy. And they are like, I'm pregnant with my fifth kid. I think people would be like, uh, bad. Why are you doing that? That's crazy. You don't uh-huh. even have time for the kids you have. But then you look at Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Who's probably so touched. She's like, I'm not the only rich person, but she's always my example. But yeah. And she listens to the podcast, I'm sure. She does. She, she is so busy. She works like 50 jobs. It's very different, but you know what yeah. I mean? She does not have time to raise the amount of kids she has. Yes. She has like six nannies. She yes. doesn't have time. Um, but that is not looked at. Every time she's pregnant, people are like, another beautiful baby to add to the Kardashians. Yeah. But it's like she does not, uh, she doesn't have time yeah. to spend with her kids, but she just makes it look a little bit calmer, maybe. So people are like, that's fine. That lends itself to another classy if you're rich, trashy if you're poor, making your kids work. Because oh, yeah. Kim's kids, all those kids, are definitely billboards. They're, they're, trust me, there's going to be some kids line in the near future, and they're going to be working. But yeah. God forbid if a poor kid works, oh, <laughs> you're just the trashiest person in the... Like, yeah, it's so... It, it, it's everywhere, guys. It really is everything. I feel like a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, God, they're in the water, man. <laughs> just, there's also... Uh, Living in living a hotel, which I I don't know I didn't know I didn't know people lived in five star hotels. But oh, it says uh, Jake said it's still unclear to me if Zach and Cody were rich or poor. <laughs> I think they were poor. I uh, yeah I think um I know that Liv Tyler lived in a hotel. Oh wow. Um and she lived with a bunch of other like rock stars. But the like thing Eloise is, at the Plaza. Yeah. Was she rich? I haven't seen that movie. I don't know. Or did I mean, she work at the plaza? She owned the plaza? I don't get it. I don't know. But I know that Liv Tyler also, let me clarify, didn't know that her dad was Steven Tyler until <laughs> she saw a video of him on TV and she was like, his mouth is big, my mouth is big. That is my father. And her mom was like, yes. Whoa. But she still lived at a hotel. So uh, this is not me targeting Liv Tyler. I don't know if you knew why you were there. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Sorry. That's so insane. Yeah. Um. There's also... Not working a real job. That's, uh, yeah, totally true. If you're not working a job while still getting income, lower class would be welfare, middle mm-hmm. class unemployment, upper class constant flow of assets. Yeah. Um, and I really, yeah, I mean, there, and I didn't realize this until, I mean, recently. I mean, as you get older, you're like, oh, yeah. everyone, like, I remember being in, like, I was in acting school and I probably was in $20,000 worth of credit card debt and yeah. I had no money, no savings, nothing. And then, you know, you'd have friends who'd be like, oh, girl, same. And then I just thought, I was like, yeah, we're all poor. We had no oh, yeah, yeah. money. Like, I make $20,000 a year, and that's normal. And we all yeah. have whatever. And then you, as you get older, you start to, people are like, well, yeah, I mean, I like, I'm, I make the same income as you, but like, when my parents die, like, I'll get their $5.5 million house. And like, yeah. also, my dad invested stocks for me when I was a baby. So now I have $2 million in a savings bond. I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. What? And you, I really, it is wild. And I, there are people where it's like, yeah, they just don't have to ever work. And they didn't, it's not that they earned it and they worked really hard for 20 years and yeah. got that money and now they can just chill. It is truly like they've done nothing. Oh my God. This is what has fucked me up as someone who is like autistic. I am so literal. Like what you said, like when you say like, I'm broke, like yes. you meant it, right? Yeah. And so like, I would, I distinctly remember, I told someone one time, I'm having a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack. They watched me have a panic attack. And then later I was like, sorry about the panic attack. And they were like, I thought you were joking. 
Wait, what? They didn't wait because they they would also say like, oh, I'm having a panic attack. Oh, I'm having a, like I see. like heightened anxiety. And they <laughs> you're like banging your head against a wall. They're like, no, I do that too. I commit to the bit, girl. <laughs> I was like dry heaving, and they were like, they they have been using the term panic attack, but right. they've never actually had one. Yeah, and so like that's what messes with me. Like just because I'm so literal. Like right. I imagine you're just like when you find yeah. out someone is a millionaire, you're like, what? Wait a minute, because <laughs> it's like to me. I would not. Okay, let's say I got you fired me on <laughs> this, but you said no more. You're being yeah, replaced. Yeah, I don't. My social media all gets deleted. I have yeah. no. I have no money. I, I have that still, type of power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every day I'm like, Sarah, please. <laughs> I'm just um, I still would not be like. I have no money because yeah. I own my house, which is like. Yeah. I'm very for it's lucky to get to do that. It's like an asset. Yeah. I would never be walking around me like I'm the same as you, girl. Did <laughs> these people oh, who yeah. are like, oh yeah, I like work at I like work at a fast food restaurant, for example, yeah. and have no savings, and I can't. Uh, I'm sick today. I can't afford to go to the doctor. Yeah. Like we are not the same, and that I don't need to pretend to be. But I do think there's this obsession for some reason with people like wanting to be poor, not actually wanting to be poor, oh, yeah. but they want to be seen as poor. Yes. Almost kind of like how people want to be seen as mentally unwell when they're not mentally unwell. Or everyone is a bad day, you yes. guys. I'm just saying, like, you, can, uh, you can be depressed but not have de- clinical depression. Yes. Like, you can be anxious, not whatever. I don't need to explain that. But I think it is this obsession with being like a victim uh-huh. of like, I was poor and I have bad mental health and I have, you, I mean, you even see it down to like, I like have, I mean, I like am non-functioning without ADHD medication. Yeah, I'm fu- okay. I can function, but yes. I have a really tough time, and my yeah. life is deeply affected. There's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I have ADHD, and they like don't have it. They you just don't have it. You don't. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not gonna say I don't know who who. I'm not like yeah. that girl. Definitely doesn't have it because there's no way for me to know. And I'm sure there's people who look at me and are like, well, she doesn't seem like she has ADHD. Who knows? But um, there are just people who are constantly trying to be more and more of a victim for some reason, and I really yeah. do not get that. I don't get it. Um. So, okay, yeah, like, pe- there's a huge misuse of, like, clinical terms, and there's such a conversation to be had about, I was going to say, your jacket, like, gender-affirming care is, gender-affirming health care saves lives, much like mental health care, like, there are so many people who self-diagnose, which is valid, however, it's, there's nuance to this, people do misuse so many clinical terms, like, saying, I'm so OCD, and right. people who have, or, for OCD, I'm having intrusive thoughts, People have misused intrusive thoughts now where like intrusive thoughts could mean like your parents are literally going to die. And now so like some people are like I'm having an intrusive thought and they like knock a can off the table. That is an impulsive thought. And if you like why if you're labeling that as intrusive thoughts, people with actual intrusive thoughts with like violent intrusive thoughts, Mm -hmm. like you're now going to demonize them because you're like, oh, that's not what my intrusive thoughts looks like. So misusing medical terms. But yeah, like people do. um, It's uh, like they want to be poor. I don't get it. But I feel like I had friends in college who would be like, I, yeah, like my family, there were, there were like days where like we didn't know what we were going to even eat. And then I like meet, I'm like, I start to learn more about them. And I'm like, that did not happen. There's no way. There's no way. And it it may be like your parents are both really wealthy and have like really consistent jobs and have retirement and have like all of these things that like, which I understand like if you haven't truly been like really, really poor, which like I don't, I've I've never been really, really poor where I didn't know what I was going to eat. I've never been that. Yeah. It's hard to understand maybe that. Like if you ever grew up really, you were like upper middle class and your parents were like, we're tight on money. Yeah. Which kind of meant just like, 
we can't get we can't go on like a 20 day vacation yeah. this month. I'm so sorry. 18. That to a kid maybe does feel stressful because you're yeah. like, I don't have anything to compare that to. So money's tight. I'm poor. Help me. SOS. Yeah. But to be an adult and still be like relishing off. Like I just know people who are like, I sometimes I'm like, I think they wanted to have a bad childhood and they didn't get it. And now they're just pretending because they yes. want that's like their personality. Yeah. You're, I'm going to circle back to like the fucking Christian conversation. A lot of people conflate victim with you being the good person. Mm-hmm. Like if you're the victim, you're, if you're not the victim, you're the aggressor. And so, like, if you you think, oh, to be good, you have to be the victim. Because, like, uh, have you ever asked someone who was born into a wealthy family, are you rich? They almost are taken aback as if you ask them, are you a bad, bad person? Bad person, yeah. And they're like, I'm not bad. We're well off. We're comfortable. Yeah, like, yeah. because they want to, like, rich is a bad label They like to them because that it means that they're the aggressor right so like yeah like you if you um people often think being the victim means you're good mm-hmm. and um it's it's way too oversimplified yeah that's why we all got to get to neutral this is why i seriously i was talking about this with my therapist the other day. i told my partner i said what i want to work on is be more i don't know if this is exactly what you're saying this might be different and now i'm halfway through the sentence i'm like maybe this is not what she means yeah but i am working on being more emotionally neutral to things yeah that don't need to be they don't need to have an emotion attached to them which i think yeah. is sometimes the opposite feeling of like i should be more in touch with my emotions but it's like for example like in in my relationship if i'm like if my partner's like i'm overwhelmed yeah and then i'm like I have overwhelmed. I have overwhelmed you. You're overwhelmed because I'm doing something yeah. wrong. It's like, no, that could just be a, like data. Like, this is where we're at. You're yeah. overwhelmed. What should we do with that? Or like, I'm, an, it can all just be like, we're aware now of this. Like, what can we do? It does not need to be like a reflection yeah. on you or what, or how you've done wrong or what. It's just more neutral. It's yeah. like, here's the information that's going on and here's how we can move forward and not taking everything. So or even if it's like, my friend's mad at me. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I can do with that what I need to do without being like, I should uh, just run away off yeah. into the nowhere and never see anyone again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, if your partner is, like, overwhelmed and, like, you said, like, I overwhelm them, you've now subconsciously, like, pitted each other against each other. Right, right. And that's, like, and if you're neutral, you have the capacity to work with them. Yes. You know, and you're, like... Okay, should I instead of like, oh my god, I'm the worst person ever. I overwhelmed them. You're like, if you're trying to be neutral, you're like, maybe I should just tone it down a bit. Yeah. Go in another room. Yeah. And like that's a way that you can take control of your input in this situation. Yeah. And then they get to whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're all just trying to what's that gear shift? Like the prindle to like Prindle neutral. the Prindle. We're all just Yeah, it's like if you automatically assume that someone else is bad or you've done something bad. We got to We got it. But yes, yeah. there's a there's a couple more things. Not doing anything all day. One hundred percent. There's um showing up to a formal occasion in a t-shirt oh, and jeans. Oh yeah. Oh my god, this is a bell chart. You know, like um when it's like you where it becomes like <laughs> you know when um people on TikTok talk about old money. Yeah. They're like you know someone's like really rich if they just wear like sandals and sweats. Like if you sometimes you'll see someone who's so like poor. Or so rich that they often look alike. Oh right? yeah, I mean it's kind of the like it, yeah, it is that bell shape where yeah. you're like really, really hyper liberal, lives off the land, uh-huh. whatever, and then like anti-vaxxer 
uh, Republican, yeah. anti-gay, they are just, uh, they are one breath away from the same person somehow. Because you can't afford to versus recreational fasting. Oh, yeah. This is also, like, another thing, another conversation, like, what's okay if you're a man and not if you're a woman? Like, uh, incredibly restricted eating. Like, yes. men who, like, power lift and stuff like that. Yeah. You've only eaten chicken and rice for weeks. Yeah. You are anorexic. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And there's, like, eating a... Like, well, this is eating cheese as a meal, which makes me laugh. Like, you know, because you can just eat cheese and you're considered poor. But then if you're having it like a cheese platter on a charcuterie board, a oh, thousand yeah. dollar plate, then it's it's nice. But it also reminds me of like, I immediately think of like Trisha Paytas, like in a car eating like Popeyes. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it feels so rich for some reason. You're like, I and things do trend. It's like the D'Amelio's love Duncan. And now yeah. Duncan is like cool when I'm like, that's so funny because Duncan has never been like upscale cool. Duncan is yeah. like. Where we just, it, America runs on Duncan. All of America yeah. runs on Duncan. Um, and so it really just depends, like, who's doing somehow, it. Yeah, who's doing it. Because uh, me getting Duncan every morning does n- not feel classy versus, yeah, if Trisha Paytas has these, yeah. like, long nails, th- $250,000 extensions, yeah. and she's eating her fries, it feels classy. That's literally me with smoking. <laughs> like, if I, if you see me in the morning, no makeup, sweats, you're like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? And But if you see, like, Kendall Jenner with, like, a cigarette, you're like, God, she, like, makes it look so cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or that picture of, like, Jenna Ortega going viral that was, like, her with a, she has, like, a glass of red wine and she's chatting, smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, no one of your age, I love Jenna Ortega, why yeah. are you smoking a cigarette? Like, like, she's, like, 20, 20 years old. Come on. Come on. Do better. <laughs> there's, yeah, but, I mean, there's literally, speaking a second language is a huge one. Oh, my God, yes. I, it, ooh, that one really, that one really gets my mm-hmm. gears going. And it's, like, especially, I feel like it's happened, there's such a huge stigmatization around Spanish, particularly. Oh, yeah. But, like, it, it's, like, God, you fucking, okay, then, uh, the um, heavy drinking, anything with substance abuse, Doing cocaine. Co- yeah. Oh, my God. The fact that it's so normalized, the fact that you can go to, not Hobby Lobby, but like a store and get, get something cocaine that's- cocaine at Hobby Lobby. Oh, no. It says, please don't do coke in the bathroom. If you had a sign in your bathroom that says, please don't do crack in the bathroom, people would be like, where the fuck am I? But it's like cute and dainty if you're like, please don't do coke in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, wait, people who shop here can afford Coke? Yeah. I'm in the right place. It's like insane. But if you had, please don't do crack in the bathroom. Oh, my yeah. God. But then also it's like rich people. Oh, it just irritates me, too, because it's just like, yeah, rich people live in these communities where everybody's doing the same exact stuff as they are in, like, the town two over that has yeah. so much police force that it's, like, considered a bad neighborhood, but they're doing the same exact stuff, and then they're like... Well, we just don't go over there because there's a lot of drugs. Yeah. But don't go in my basement because my son's doing a lot of drugs. It's no, like, seriously. What? You have no self-awareness. Like, at least be like, you know, that's like when someone will leave a hate comment too. Yeah. And they say something really mean. And then you go to their profile and you're like, interesting. You know, mm. it's like the no self-awareness where they'll be like, you'll see comments will be like, you are the fucking worst singer of all time. Yeah. And you go to their profile and it's just doing, them doing covers of like Olivia Rodrigo songs in their living room and they sound oh, yeah. horrible. And you're like, Come on. That Don't is, set yourself up like this. That is the power of denial. But yeah, the entire pharma- pharmaceutical industry, like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, the rich people will have, like, cabinets full of, like, painkillers. Meanwhile, oh, someone, heroin, it's like, buddy, how do you think they got there? <laughs> like, how do you, they got, probably started with painkillers. You yeah. are, you are one unfortunate situation away from doing what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, we kind of talked about getting money from the government, um, and that also kind of goes into like tax deductions as well. Um, 
this is one I want to do. Okay. Having a lot of cars, having a, an old car in your driveway, mm. right? If you have like an old vintage car that you're working on, oh, that's classy, right? But if you have a car that's up on blocks, trashy. It's like it could be the same yeah. make and model. They just haven't yeah. fixed it up and there's no wheels. Yeah, yes, 100%. Um, have you ever lived somewhere where you had a car on blocks in the driveway? No, but I've lived next to a house that had a lot of cars in the driveway mm -hmm. and not in a classy way. Mm. Um, yeah, because also I feel like it's also the proof of doing the thing too. It's like, oh, this person fixes up cars. Oh, so yeah. it's surrounded by tools it's surrounded by like it's yeah. up on blocks it's doing all this stuff and then you have someone who's like i work on cars and i'm like do you because you there's no proof of that yeah. it's just a really nice car sitting in a driveway um oh. or you'll see like anna sitar you know anna sitar no you don't know anna sitar is she she drinks polish? the coffee and she goes she's not, i don't know if she's polish she's, oh. she lives in america i don't know yeah she like drinks the coffee she does the starbucks videos she drinks the coffee and she goes ah it's so good oh no <laughs> I she's never... got to pass that now she does other stuff anyways She's like, I work on cars. Like, I like, yeah, I'm cool. Cool. I work on cars. She seems very nice, but it's always like her in this really fancy garage with like her Jeep that doesn't need to be fixed. It's like yeah. a new Jeep, and she's like, I'm like, uh, like putting it up higher. What's that called? Raising it. Raising it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's like she's working on a car, but I'm like, yeah, but she doesn't need to fix this car. Like, so yeah. she definitely pays someone to fix this car. Yeah. She also always has a new car, so like, there's really nothing like she can go into this fancy like. What seems like she has a warehouse she owns, I don't yeah. know, where she fixes up cars. I'm like, so this feels very classy, but there's not yeah. a lot you have to really do to, I don't know. No, yeah. I mean, it's like the presence of dirt or the lack of it. Yeah. Or like, I guess if you're like a good parent, people are like, oh, you're a good parent. Your house is so clean. Okay. If I was a parent, I think my house would be really clean because I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, uh, I'm kind of a clean freak, but not yeah. freak. Okay. Uh -huh. Anyways, I'm <laughs> very clean. But I, sometimes it'll be like, oh, like. Look how beautiful their house is. Such a good mom versus yeah. like, oh, there's maybe for like trashy if you're poor, there's like toys everywhere. And yeah. there's like a cutting board on the table with like avocado cut up. And it's like, oh, she's a bad mom. But yeah. it's like, well, she seems like she's been doing a lot of parenting. You know what no, I mean? Seriously, the lack of community resources. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, we'll close it out with avoid paying taxes. That's 100% mm. true. Ooh, I want to read this one. Rich people collect, poor people hoard. So that one? collecting came into... Collecting became popular after World War II with the mass production boom of items. Collecting beforehand usually only pertained to rich people because what was collected? Antiques. So ant oh, antiques could only, only rich people could afford it. So then now collecting became popular. But yeah, if poor people hoard, rich people collect. Kim Kardashian is hoarding. There is no... Mm, I'm not going to get away with it. It's, it's very true. Also, getting away from it all, and I think as a person who, I'll say it again, lived in New York. Yes. <laughs> when I lived in New York, I was so annoyed uh -huh. by the rich people who lived there yes. because they all love New York City. They mm -hmm. are like, New York or die, it's the greatest place on earth. Yeah. And I worked at a restaurant, and then I was a janitor, and my life was fucking horrible, and I couldn't afford anything, and yeah. I was in so much debt, and I didn't have laundry and unit, and my apartment was infested with rats, and it was just like, Horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. And every summer, it's crazy people talk about LA being hot because if you've ever spent the summer in New York, it's fucking horrible. First yeah. of all, they don't have AC in any apartment. Yeah. You have like a tiny window unit. It is less hot than it is here, but it is 50 million times more humid. Yeah. It's so hot. And where do rich people go? 
for this time, they go up to the Hamptons. Yeah. They go, wait, Hamptons? Is that LA or that's? Hamptons is New York. New York. They go yeah. up to whatever the upstate, they go up to upstate New York. They go up to upstate New York or they have houses in somewhere else and they leave. They all leave during yeah. the summer. No one, no rich people are there. And I know because I worked at a luxury gym and we had way less clients in the summer because no uh-huh. one was there. And it's like, of course you fucking like New York. All yeah. you do is Uber around and see Broadway shows and leave when it's hot and then leave when it's cold and then yeah. you eat out at all these amazing restaurants. And like, don't tell me you like New York. You don't live in New York. You yeah. live on Mars, which is a different place than everyone else lives. Meanwhile, no one else can afford to do... People would always be like, oh, you live in New York. Do you see shows all the time? I'm like, no. I've never seen a show while I've lived here because yeah. I can't afford it. And I'm working six to seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> when would I go to see these shows? Oh, do you ever just sit in Central Park and read a book? I'm like, no. I don't do any of this. Also, yeah. I don't live near Central Park. I live like an hour train ride from Central Park. None of this is like New York. So I think sometimes there's a lot of that where it's like getting away from it all is very rich. Whereas like immigrating is poor. It's poor. No, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, leaving your home when it's uncomfortable f- and going somewhere else, classy if you're rich, going to the Hamptons, yeah. if you're literally immigrating from somewhere poor, yeah. oh, you're, where you lived became too uncomfortable or to live there, that, yeah. It's like when people move out of the country and... I see you see a lot of liberal people do this like when Trump was elected they're like I'm leaving the country yeah and it's like okay well thanks for leaving all of us here and also like if you're able to afford to leave the country yeah you're probably fine honestly yeah. like you're probably I mean unless you were like I, I mean once again it depends on the person every person yeah. is different but if you were like oh my daughter has like severe disabilities and we want to make sure that oh, she yeah. has health care like that is a different situation but I'm talking about people who are just like I'm mad and I'm moving to Canada it's yeah. like okay well we could really use your help over here <laughs> yeah you're just a defector <laughs> couldn't take the war um this one is actually incredibly like immediate intersection spending Christmas at a community soup kitchen yeah <sighs> oh you're giving away versus receiving shut up shut up nuts um yeah. also having a romantic or sexual relationship with a massive age gap. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah. It's kind of... Yeah. Well, yeah. That one can be complicated, I think. That's a bit of a tricky situation. <laughs> That's a tricky situation on both ends. Um, also, uh... Oh, yeah. Having a unique name. Oh, sure. What's... Oh, my gosh. Apple. McKaylee's. All this crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Apple. And then, um... Whatever Elon Musk's kid's name is. Z1252. I don't six. know. Xylocarp or something. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good one too. Having an outdoor shower. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's having fake Wait, teeth. I'm an indoor outdoor shower. What? Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you are. I am. There's also having fake teeth, which I we need to talk about because apparently it's trending. Everyone's getting veneers and grills. That's well, I guess grills actually is different. Grills crosses. What? Grills is across every class sure however it was started by yeah okay so yeah but veneers veneers and everyone is getting but well, everyone that's too much but all these rich people are like getting veneers i'm like why who have fine teeth they like yeah. have perfectly fine teeth i've even seen and also once again whatever you do with your i don't care what you do with your body i don't yeah. actually care but i am just like ooh, that is scary because i even saw a video of a girl being like i loved my teeth before but i just wanted them to be a little nicer she got veneers i'm like you can't go back from that. And they do yeah. fall out. You're going to be on a vacation in the Bahamas and you're going to bite into something and your veneer is going to fall out and you're going to have to walk around with a little shark tooth. And then there are these people being like, well, if you have veneers, you don't have to get a shark tooth one. You can get it shaved just a little bit. And I 
saw this video where all these dental assistants were being like, you can't just shave a tooth really a little bit. Like uh-huh. if they've shaved it enough to put a thing over it, you will not want your teeth to be without a veneer. Yeah. It's going to look insane. Why don't you just get like, I mean, I know that it's incredibly invasive, but like tooth surgery, like to rotate teeth if you don't want to wait through braces or Invisalign. Why would you go straight for veneers? Like I don't, because it's like trending to yeah. have like teeth like Jojo Siwa. I'm like, you don't want teeth like Jojo Siwa. She is she like she glows in the dark. It's like, horrifying. Um, being on a first name basis with a judge. Oh, <laughs> Jake, 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 you're funny. Oh my God, we're gonna include this as a clip. Jake is our research assistant, and he's also like posting these clips. We oh, if you guys you guys should follow our Instagram and TikTok, and um, our Jake is handling our social media now. So go give him a little <laughs> rile him up. So a clip will actually be posted that you could watch because uh-huh. when I was in charge of it, not much was going on. <laughs> so go, Jake asks questions. Go answer his questions. And uh, tell him that this one was funny, being on a first-name basis with a judge. With a judge. <laughs> Jake also does comedy as well. I think he's in New York. Yes, he's he's based in New York. All right, so he's hot in the, in the summer, too. He's up in the Hamptons right now. <laughs> he, needs a, he needs a stronghold setting spray. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. You know what? Next time you go to think in your brain, that person's trashy. Why don't you say, uh... Well, what would I think if that was Kim Kai? Mm-hmm. Because you might just change your mind mm-hmm. um, and just don't judge. And then be a neutral force and remove yourself from the room. Exactly. From you're, the room. <laughs> you're too close to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast, make sure to subs. No, make, I said subscribe, but that's YouTube. Like. Like. Review. And Listen again. I refuse. <laughs> refuse, recycle, renew, and reuse. Yes. And then if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and comment down below. Wait a minute. That's actually a great addition to reuse, recycle, reduce, refuse. Refuse. Just outright. No more trash. <laughs> no samples, please. Yes. Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful Wednesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC.